Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! This is TC and Jake. Your voice of choice. The world's only 12-hour strong man on the air. Here on We Love Radio 108 FM. The last on your dial, but first in your hearts. And that's the truth. Ruth. Here I am. Am I here? You know it. It, you know. This is TC and Jake. Doing the nasty to your ears. Your ears to the nasty. Eyes only play the platters that matter. The matters they platter. And that's the truth. From the heart of Bed-Stuy, you're listening to TC and Jake. Doing the yin and the yang, the hip and the hop, the stupid fresh thing, the flippity flop. So I I had something that I wanted to tell you about, Jake. I was was on YouTube the other day, uh, and I was was watching... um, videos of watercraft because i've i've decided i i feel like having posted uh what what i feel is an absolute masterpiece of a jet ski jet ski video to my youtube channel uh that i i think those are all the shots that i know how to do so far i i you know a lot of them are like repeated stuff you know i i need to i need to to see if i can leech off the ideas of uh of other other fine folks um and And i'm uh, sure those videos are great but i also want to keep my uh simmering resentment low so i can't fully enjoy them because it reminds me that you're living the best life since i've known you right (laughs) now and really better than any human being i know i just wanted i i just feel like i was waiting for some kind of global catastrophe to really bloom you know yeah (laughs) i i I feed off the misery of others and uh things are strong for me right now that's 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 awesome (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh so i i i fell into a hole which i recommend to everyone uh in in miami like biscayne bay you know is the uh, large body of water between miami beach and miami proper and uh the northern half of biscayne bay which is a large body of water so like you know if you're at the top of it um you know the the option before like 1925 was you just gotta sail all the way down around the bottom of it uh which would take for fucking ever so they cut like a just the, like a thin part of the island they just you know made it so that there was uh water there and you can you can just do a, a little quick pop over it's called the Hallover inlet uh and as I'm describing, I, I think you would know that there are like a million people that would would go through there every day. Many of them really dumb, and because of you know whatever properties of the ocean in this spot, it appears that the Hallover Inlet is always like the roughest seas you could imagine. So if you just uh, on YouTube type in Hallover Inlet, it's just endless strings of uh, people doing really dumb shit, like just getting knocked way the fuck off a boat by a giant wave uh it, it looks tough i don't want to go I, I i would not like to drive through but i was watching a, a compilation of people attempting to drive through and one of the boats driving through the name of the boat was joint custody tell me you wouldn't want to buy that boat yeah that's pretty sweet although i would reckon that that means that guy has to share that boat and he's doing a joke about it i think so yeah but like Still, just that it's the peak of divorced dad life to have a boat called joint custody. That's yeah, and maybe else. maybe he just got to keep the boat, 
but ended up with uh, with joint custody, which he didn't really want. And so he's just reminding you that he did at least get this. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of got pretty screwed sweet. on the deal. But I got this boat, so can't I don't complain. know exactly where we were on our boat trip. I want to say we were in Biscayne Bay, but we might have got outside. Yeah, you know, you probably were in were in Biscayne Bay. I would imagine. I well, mean, once if, we got beyond like a certain point, we were past everything. Like there wasn't, but it didn't feel that choppy. But that's also probably because we were going 150 miles an hour or whatever it was with a. And if you went a, out through the south, you're probably fine. I think that's what we did. Yeah. I want to uh, say. Yeah, that's I mean, it. if you were anywhere near down, you know, downtown Miami is like you know towards the uh, the southern end of Biscayne Bay. Um. But yeah. So, uh, boat name joint custody. Um. Oh, the other thing I want to talk about with regards to this is you were saying you're you're pulsating jealousy, and I was just because I'm thinking about jet skis twenty four seven. I don't know, man. I I know that like the thing I am famous for amongst a certain segment of listeners is having an unrealistic idea of what the price of jet skis is. But I, I am looking at you straight, dude. I was Googling it yesterday. I was going around Craigslist yesterday to try and get a realistic idea because I think you could do it, dude. I think you could do it. I think you could do it today. It would take like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be like flippant and like uh, pretend like money's no object because for me, it very much is. Uh, but I, I think like all in, like the hauler, the fucking uh, modifications to your dock to get it so that you could have one and everything, I think it'd be like 4K. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, <clears throat> I think you kind of got to be careful going too old with the used, but... Um, I mean, ours are old, dude. It's like a 2008 model. Yeah, I just know that uh, you, that's probably right, right. I would have put the cutoff <laughs> about 10 years, but yeah, it sounds great. Um, but I literally don't have the zest or desire to do anything anymore. Oh, so I've kind of given okay. up on the on the jet ski thing. Uh, we don't really do anything on the weekend over here except work anymore. Maybe that'll end now that the NBA is giving it up. Um, but then the Cowboys are about to start. It's just it's there's no end in sight. There is no jet ski, and there is no end. There's there's just the end of the day. And then hoping for the end of the day the next day. <laughs> I just, dude. That's pretty much all it is right now. Now, I, that'll be gone soon. But right now, it's, 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 there's just nothing. I hear you. But whenever, whenever those words hit my ear, you know, the tone more than the words themselves, what it's conveying is I hear a guy who needs a friend to tell him. Needs like, to open it by up the and shoulders. rip it. Huh? Needs to open it up and just rip it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we could do this. This is this is easily achievable. Well within reasonable goals. This is this is a hunt. you can be this man. You can be the man on the jet ski. One day I, I still think that it's probably in my future once a kid or kids are old enough to enjoy it, but you know, right now it's kinda like, oh, we haven't put a dollar in the college fund in six months. That doesn't seem smart. So I'm just <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling great about any large purchases. I'm just trying to teach her to weld starting now, you know? <laughs> yes. What's wrong with the trade? What's <laughs> yeah. wrong with the trade? Yeah. Nothing. That's how I feel. And college will be free by the time that uh, ours are old enough to go to college. And then they'll just tax you at like 75% for all the money that you put in that now can't be used towards education. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be really cool. I'm going to love that. <laughs> 
So anyways, yeah. I do like taxes. We got a weird, weird start time to the podcast here. What does that mean? I know I missed the call, so we're late, but what are we... uh, well, just that we're starting like within 45 minutes of probably the NBA shutting down. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um not, you know, they uh they they have my support. I know they were wondering about that. Can TC it's, help us get through this? It's going to be an absolute avalanche of objectionable takes in the next couple days. Um you know, you might thought you might have thought that the craziest thing that you could have heard today was a police chief saying that a 17-year-old that took an AR-15 with the express intent of killing protesters was merely trying to uh how did he put it? Let me find the quote. Do you have it in front of you? I do not. Uh let's see. He said Last night, the 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to resolve whatever conflict was in place. Did I I think that at this point, they're just like so, like, there was a guy a hundred years ago who knew that he was, like, using language that was attempting to, like, uh, step away from what actually happened, to put it, like, five steps removed from the reality on the ground, like, the way a normal person would describe it. Because, you know, if someone said, like, Dude, he just fucking slayed people in the streets. Like he just shot him in the streets. Uh, you know, the the it's hard not to react to that. But whenever you're saying like uh yeah, discharged a firearm, like, you know, like no one calls it a fucking firearm. Like he shot a gun, dude. And the the fact that they like never say like, yeah, he he shot a gun. I don't know. It's uh I, like I, I don't think that it's like this police chief's innovation, obviously, um, and I. So I don't even think that like he thinks about what he's doing. You know, like it's just his boss before he was the chief talked this way, so he kind of felt like it was a, a good way to talk that would command respect. But the whole thing is so fucked up. Yeah, and that's also why his boss before him and his boss before him thought um, that no matter what the circumstances around that incident on Sunday were that shooting somebody in the back seven times at close range is a, a proper way to resolve a conflict. But yeah, the chief said persons who were out after curfew became engaged in some type of disturbance and persons were shot. Everyone involved was out after curfew. I'm not going to make a great deal of that, but the point is the curfew is in place to protect had persons not been out involved in violation of that. Perhaps a situation that unfolded would not have happened. Yeah, the purpose is to protect. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. It's not so, to quell yeah, dissent. Sh- it's, it's not to silence people who are trying to say that you personally did a bad job. It's to protect. Yeah. And if you just don't if you don't violate the curfew, you will not be extrajudicially murdered by a high school senior who has a fucking military grade weapon and is driving a couple hours. Uh, to act on the crazy shit that he has seen and then reposted online, which I'm sure just bubbled up out of nowhere, and it's yeah, totally I mean, I normal. I don't know. I don't the really rhetoric has had him, no impact, you know, on because him. they were they were breaking the curfew. You know, That's I, right. I think the extreme action here is breaking the curfew, in my opinion. Right, and then getting involved in a disturbance. And listen, I know that a lot of these people that were out last night, um, they they had all broken curfew. I want to be clear about that. Um, now the videos you've seen of my officers thanking the white people that were here carrying guns and offering them bottles of water and thanking them for being out there. 
I don't want to make too big a deal of the fact that those people were violating curfew as well, but it pains me to say they had also broken a statute. So some some people do violate curfew more than others. You know, like right. like like all of them are out past seven, but you know, some people are like really violating the curfew, and other people they're not they're not violating the curfew that much. So that's why we thank them. You know, and give them a little 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 bottle of water. Yeah, yeah the uh, a bottle of water. The, the video of the the shooter like walking towards the police as people are yelling at the police, like, "Hey, it's him. He's the one who just shot people," and uh, <laughs> they're just like, like he's trying. I don't know. You, you gotta Let's not jump the- to any conclusions here, fellas. <laughs> We're all out after curfew. <laughs> Everyone here is in violation of the curfew. Let's just slow play it. Slow play it. Let's let him fucking drive back to Antioch. Like, I think that... Are you kidding me? One possible interpretation of watching his actions, uh, like, while when the police show up, is it kind of looks like he's saying, like, oh, hey, shit. jig is up. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I surrender, okay? Get, take yeah. me in. I killed two people. They're right there. And the, the police... Instead of being whatever, he does not get to saying that. It's it's not like they actually turned down him, but I don't know. It, it, it looks to me like the words are on his lips, but whatever. I, I recognize I'm doing a lot of projecting there. But their response is to tell him to get out of the street. Hey, like, get, get. He's got a fucking rifle held over his head as he's walking. Like just, I, you got wh- a 45 minute drive ahead of you, son. Focus. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, what are you gonna do, man? And uh, the other quote here was uh, when asked about the water video, he said, our deputies would toss the water to anybody. And when I say anybody, I mean like white supremacists, of course. Right. I mean, white supremacists with, uh, look, I mean, sometimes if a white supremacist uh, has a long rifle and is causing trouble at a protest, sometimes my officers will throw seven bottles of water at their back. You know, that's just something. That, it's just how we kind of say thank you. But whenever we try to give them water, dude. Right. All hell breaks loose. So on the boycott real quick, which make no mistake is not a fucking boycott. It's a strike. And that just goes to show you how co-opted language is in our country and maybe any. I don't know. I live in this one that we don't even know how to use the, the word strike properly. Yeah. Because we're so afraid of labor that somebody like actually saying, Hey, uh, you know, I'm not comfortable doing my job because of the circumstances surrounding my job and I am willing to forego money to do so. We got to call that a boycott because that's what we've been told to do with like tire companies. It's a strike. It's in the truest sense of the word, a strike. And the obvious thing that everybody has led to that wants to be a, a, a goodie and not say, you know, are we the baddies is, hey, I support these guys, but what is, what's the aim? What's the outcome that is intended here? And the first thing I would say to that is simply being willing to put yourself out there. There's, there's meaning in action alone, even if you don't have stated intentions and clear goals for your action, in my mind, because yeah. you're showing, hey, I'm willing to put my shit out there. And that means you probably should be too. So even if there aren't clear goals, but (laughs) I'd say a pretty clear goal would be the NBA players say, yeah, we're not playing again until they arrest the cop that shot that guy. And that might not work. 
but it would be a pretty clear goal. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, you know, uh, the goal is obvious. The goal is uh, equal treatment for all peoples. Now, the NBA players, like, uh, can't wave their hand and do that. Uh, no one can. And so, you know, uh, you just got to do what you can do, man. Like, you just ask yourself, what's the thing that I can do to, like, you know, in my mind, to make the best shot at moving towards where we want to go? You know, like, like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. You know what? I don't think canceling basketball games is going to solve racism. But it's the most that basketball players can do today. So, yeah, fuck, you know, just fucking do it. Just every day, wake up and do the thing that, you know, you you feel moved uh, to do. And, you know, ho- hopefully at the end of it, you're in a better place than you started. Like, I, I, I think that that's a, a straightforward enough way of uh, looking at what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And especially if you do it collectively with all of the people that you work with. And, you know, I, I, I somewhat laughed at Kyrie before the bubble, and I'm not going to offer a complete mea culpa here, but I mean, we even heard Rick Bonus talking about it after round one of the stars, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to say like this is hard relative to what some people are going through, but this shit is kind of tough on us. You know, I mean, just think about what a lot of America has been going through mentally in quarantine, and a lot of them are with their families. So even if you have like pretty dope hotel food, and you've got a cool game room to go to at night, I would still be a fucking wreck right now if you asked me to leave my wife and kid for two months in the middle of this. Yeah. And then if you add into that, that I may, let's say you were raised in a neighborhood where it's common for people to be murdered or harassed by the police based on their race, and you feel like you're starting to see some momentum towards people having earnest conversations about this and people listening who didn't want to listen before, and then you go away to work, I could see that messing with your head. Especially if after you go away to work, this shit happens again in a pretty indefensible video and the response has been equally indefensible and then people get murdered for being out protesting. It's not a surprise to me at all that if for no other reason that NBA players might be looking at each other and just saying, fuck, I'm tired. I don't have what it I don't want to do this today. Like, that alone would be an understandable position for me, especially if you understand you're possibly going to have to forego some salary to do so. Yeah. Uh, tough when it's Paul George who's specifically expressing those feelings right now, but, you know, trying not to be distracted by that. Yeah, and, I mean, I do think there's probably something, too, with him. He sort of set himself up for that by his history, right? That he demanded to be traded from a team and that he... He just has kind of a doesn't really want the moment history about him. Um, but I could see how that shit would get to you. I could see it. Yeah. So I think he somewhat offered it to an extent as an excuse uh, because he was playing poorly really right when they got to the bubble. Um, but still, I don't know that that's really all that cool of a thing for me to say today, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. And then I don't, I mean, I guess what, by the time people hear this, they'll have answers to a lot of the things we're going to wonder about here. But this shit could spiral quickly, man. Like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised season if being there's called some, off? Season being called off. I don't think anyone wants that. I don't really think that they do either, but I think that if you try to put yourself in the mind of some of these players, especially players on a team that started this, 
that have had teammate and former teammate both harassed and brutalized in one case by the cops in Sterling Brown. Yeah. I I could see this at least becoming a deal where there are a couple weeks of baseball games called off. I mean, really, this is the first time in our life that we've had to consider that athletes might have real power beyond having messages that they come up with that then become filtered through corporate or corporatism and mass media, right? I mean, I'm almost like not really all that jazzed when I see the onslaught of Black Lives Matter stuff on the floor for NBA games because it feels like an ad campaign. Almost. It doesn't feel the same to me as seeing those guys out at protests in the streets and with people. It doesn't feel the same to me as knowing that they're donating this or that out of their own you know, pocket. At some point, these messages become so mediated that they almost feel gross to me. This... This yeah, I mean, that. Black Lives Matter is, you know, it's 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 a simple sense. Like, it, it's fucking great. Like, it, you know, I, I was thinking about it at, at length today, just ruminating on it as as a statement. Like, it's it's asking for like the literal minimum. You know, like like ha- like you could see how people would like reasonably push back against like uh you know I I, I I don't know some kind of large demand, but like they're just saying like don't fucking kill us and uh that's it's so hard to argue against and like like so many people like like to anyways you know and like clearly have and like uh you know i mean like that fucking police chief is uh is is coming out and being like yeah but do they do they really yeah i mean you know you guys are breaking curfew um so you know uh but i I think i think there's power in that and so you know what it's on the court of the NBA because the players wanted it on the court of the NBA. Like I, I hear what you're saying. Um, like that, that anything that like a, a large institution is willing to do is by definition, not radical enough, yeah. you know? Um, and so, but, but it's, you also got to be like, you know, this, this, this is progress. Like the NFL one faced with things like this was like, we don't want any part of this, like get it away from us. You know, it, they, they're like starting to embrace it a tiny bit. Um, but you know, whatever, I, I, I'm just saying there's leagues that have been a lot more hostile to the idea of, we want to empower things that our players wants to want put on the court. Like, uh, it, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's just, it's almost like it becomes, uh, like a for a, a formality almost. You know, they don't. I don't know how they would handle this, but they don't explain what's on the back of the jerseys in any of the games. You know, if you're a casual fan, you might look at flip on the game and be like, "What the fuck is going on here? Like, is that white guy's name seventeen letters long?" Yeah, like, I, I don't even know what that word means. To watch, to think that that's he, Luca's last name. They they would reasonably do so. Yeah, and so it's almost just like they're. They're kind of trying to to work this in, and I guess that's better than not at all. But the point is that this is not that. This is not uh, something you can put in a glossy package. Like this is something flat out we've never before seen in our lives, and I don't know where it goes tomorrow or a week from now, but it's a fucking sight to behold. And the other thing too, like, don't you think love when people are like. Oh, these these guys are millionaire athletes. Like, 
Well, they, they quit crying. Um, I'll raise my hand and say I actually think it's probably a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe not more, but equally noble whenever someone is willing to lose like shit tons of money. Now they have a lot more to fall back on, but I'll tell you what, right now, <laughs> I'm, the, <laughs> I'm not in a position to quit my job for to go protest every day in the streets. If I was, I probably would, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, a curfew. I, I always struggle with this because uh, we're talking about stuff like this because uh, you... It's an argument where, like, especially whenever it's you and I talking, like, you're just imagining what the other side is saying, and it's always difficult to do because, you know, like, humans don't do that charitably, you know, or, like, we're imagining people who are making dumb points, and we're like, of course those are dumb points. Um, but, I, and so, I, I don't know, I, I try my best to ground it in, uh, in, in things I've actually heard people say, um, and so, you know, I, but even that is, is, is tough because of course there you're like a nip, you're cherry picking the easiest ones. But the, the woman who, um, spoke at the RNC yesterday, uh, the, the anti-abortion activist, uh, she had gotten in hot water because, uh, she had had, I think like a YouTube video where she was explaining that, uh, she has, I believe two children, uh, that are biological, and then she adopted uh, a mixed-race child and was going through this situation that anyone who has, uh, you know, who, who's raising a black son um, it goes through of, like, knowing that police are going to treat them differently and that it could be dangerous for them. And uh, her conclusion, after searching her heart and thinking about her own fucking son, was that actually that's a smart move by police because statistically he is more likely to commit violent crime. And I've just been <sighs> thinking about that. Like, like you know, obviously, um, <laughs> I think that everyone like recoils at, at, at someone saying that, but just like uh, the, the thinking that goes into like the idea of what, what is crime and like, you know, who's more likely to commit it. Like, not having a recognition of how much power the justice system has in defining those things and how that impacts what what the actual what's going on is like you know just that yeah of course black people are definitely more likely to be charged with crimes but to extrapolate that as they're they're like worse people i think is 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 missing the point entirely because like the you know what we're saying is that the people in law enforcement who make these decisions are guys like these fucking dudes that are handing out water bottles to uh militias that, that then have a member go on to shoot fucking three people so uh you know like that's that's who gets to pick what what is and isn't called a crime and and uh to then be like well but yeah you know more crimes are committed by uh people that look like my biracial son than uh than my white and she, she calls them like white nerd sons over and over which is like weird but Ugh. neither here nor there um and I don't know, the guy who shot the three people looked kind of nerdy to me. So I, I, I don't know that we need to dismiss the idea that uh, all humans have some amount of violence they're, uh, they're capable of. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, it's, 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 I, I just, I feel like that's, that's on full display here in, in the way that, you know, like uh, whatever the, the kid is walking towards the police with the gun up, uh, that they're just like, ah, whatever, keep moving. Don't bother me with this shit. 
as opposed to drawing down on him and, you know, anything else that like whenever there's the guy walking around with a gun at the uh, Dallas protest that, that turned violent uh, a couple years ago. Like, you know, he, he was like immediately spread his social media is like, this is the one that did it. Go get him. Uh, instead of being like, ah, eh, you know, just get out of the street, keep walking, <laughs> get away from us. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what, what, whenever like those, the, the difference in those two reactions in my mind explains a lot of the difference in how, like at what rate the, uh, the, the two races are charged with crimes. Yeah. And I would, I would issue this for like the thousandth time in the last 10 years. If you look at the fact that your non-white nerd son is part of a group that is statistically more likely to commit crimes, statistically more likely to have a child out of wedlock, statistically more likely to have poor educational outcomes, statistically more likely to fill in the blank for anything that you consider a societal ill or, you know, even a drain on the system. I've never really understood how people square asking themselves, okay, if you recognize that's the case and that's very important to you, then you have to ask yourself, do you believe that these people are genetically beneath you and more likely to commit these actions? Or might it be something systemic that is putting them in positions to be more likely to lead to these outcomes? And it doesn't seem like there's usually a lot of talk of that part of it. Because the bootstrap argument is inherently racist because you're saying, well, why don't they pull themselves up like these other people who have created better outcomes? Well, you're talking about like people who are not of color. Yes. All right. Well, then why do the people of color not? Now we're back to square one. You either think that they can't. I mean, you know how much we used to hate Catholics. Now we don't hate them so much anymore. Why can't you do that? (laughs) Yeah, just it's it's. It's confounding that we never get to that next step of, all right, well, why is this person more likely to be interfacing with a police officer? And then that gets into, well, yes, um, more white people are killed by the police or brutalized in any manner. Do we still not understand fractions and rates? And then it's just on fucking down the line. And you just bang your head against the wall and hope that somebody will approve you for a $4,000 loan for a jet ski so you can just ride off forever. Yeah, no, uh, you, uh, you hear these arguments and just, like whenever I think about it, I'm always a little surprised that there aren't people today like that, that are just out and saying like, no, I think we should bring back slavery. It was a good idea. Like these, these arguments are so descent, so like obviously descended from uh, arguments that people made about why we should keep people enslaved. Like just the, you know, whenever you're, you're making any kind of like, well, you know, uh, that group, they do have certain characteristics. You can't deny it. You know, I mean, you just look at the fucking crime rates, dude. Uh, it, it, it seems like such a small step then to be like, what would really be good for them is if someone kind of gave a little more uh, direction to their lives. And, you know, I, I find work to be very enriching and it's, it's a great benefit to them. Like, I, 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 I don't think, like, it, it always seems so under the surface that, that like, in this uh, Trump era of saying the, uh, the quiet part loud, like, I, I, I keep waiting for someone to be like, nah, you know what, slavery is a good idea, we need to bring it back. Yeah, I mean, you joke to an extent, but a lot of these <laughs> arguments, really. a lot, yeah, I mean, a lot of the points that you hear made about race relations in this country, typically by conservatives, basically boil down to, 
well, why can't they get it together? And I usually yell, I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the re- there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the reason why it's because it's set up to be this way. And it always has been. So if we've reached some sort of critical mass now, where the most famous or some of the most famous and wealthy people of color have decided at their job, you know what? You really can't do this without us. So if for nothing else, then we want to show our frustration, we're going to do that. Yeah. So I don't know how we transition from this to something else. Uh, and we'll probably talk about it again tomorrow. But if you want to put an interstitial sounder in here, now you can. I do have some things I want you to hear. Okay. So uh, you you sent me a text. This was before all the boycotts and everything started happening, saying, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Um, and I'm like, man, I don't know what kind of your life you're leading where the uh, son of the major evangelical figure of my lifetime admits to uh, having his wife fuck around with the Miami pool boy. So I did have that on my notes. That I did have, but I haven't had any opportunity to to tune in to the rnc so maybe i'll have some time to cut some audio for that for you tomorrow um i just meant i feel like i've been totally on the stars mavs train and kind of disconnected from the normal news other than uh cuckwell it's just stunning uh i i love every part of it and in some ways it's the most shocking story ever in some ways it's the most obvious story ever because whenever you just take the uh, the basic facts of like, you know, he, he presents himself as one of the moral authorities of this country. Like he's part of a tradition who like, the, the reason you know about them at all is that they're like, we're the people who know right and wrong. We, we're on the side of good. We, we represent the light. And, and like as defined by them, because I want to be very clear at the outset of all this, that I think it's like, Fine. For, we will not be kink shame kink shaming the Fallwells. Yeah, yeah. You want to have a Miami pool boy fuck your wife, dude? Go for it. If that's what makes you happy, that's what God puts you on Earth Warrior for, dude. To be happy, to live out your best life. And so, if you think if 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 you search your heart and say that definitely includes fucking John Carlo, then like no problem here, no problem whatsoever. So, you know, I, I don't want to, like, say, like, boy, morally, they really fucked up, because I don't think they did. But by their standards, they obviously did. So, uh, you know, that, that's the part where it's like, well, that's, uh, that, that's shocking. You know, it's, it's very, uh, man, uh, yeah, man bites dog. Um, the part of which is obvious is the second we heard that they're in business with a fucking dude they met because he was a pool attendant and they just like bought him a hostel and were like, you go ahead and run it. And also you own like a third of it. Uh, I think that everyone's natural conclusion was like, oh, so he's fucking the wife? Yeah, no. Like what else is going on? Months and months ago when the pool boy story first broke. I mean, yeah, we kind of just laughed it off because we didn't have text messages and we didn't have an interview with the pool boy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I don't know why we didn't hit this harder back then because it was real obvious. And then he's, you know, the photo of him on the boat at the the vacation yacht party. And then he called into a a, a, a radio station. A I, would, I, actually, after that. I actually have he, that and would like to play that for you. OK, because this is 
I don't know that he remembers this phone call. <laughs> that, that's that is that is a focus of mine. That's certainly why I'm uh, why I'm setting this up. So uh, this was whenever the original Instagram photo of him and his wife's assistant in a wig got posted on Instagram by him, which is like always the craziest part of this to me. Like this is the kind of thing where you're like. Boy, that's tough for him that it that it leaked. You know, that someone got access to these uh, these compromising photos. But no, he was just having a good vacation. It was like, this will be a good one. The chaps <laughs> are gonna love this. And so, uh, yeah, radio station in uh, Lynchburg, I believe, uh, just asked them about it. What was up with that picture on Instagram? You know, it was weird because she could. She was she's pregnant, so she couldn't get her she couldn't get her pants up. So yeah, as he's trying, uh, <laughs> oh god, his idea of spin control. Because at this point, the story's not out. Like, you got this, but like he hasn't stepped away from the liberty stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like things are continuing as normal for him, and will if he can get this back between the lines. All right, we yeah. just gotta take <sighs> this one out of the ditch. How are we gonna do it? I know. Get absolutely sloshed before I call into the radio show to do the spin control. <laughs> and so I was like trying to like my I had on a pair of jeans that I haven't worn in a long time, so I couldn't get mine zipped either. And so and so I just put my belly I just put my belly out like hers and it was just um she's my wife's assistant and she's a sweetheart and I should never put it up because Embarrassed. Where is sweetheart in the word cloud of drunk men? Oh it's man, it's got to be right there. Yeah, it's got to be right there. Uh, he's also the way he's like, yeah, I can't pull my pants up because I <laughs> let myself too go much? too. <laughs> because um, anyway, I, I've apologized to everybody, and I promise my kids I'm going to try to be. I'm going to try to be a good boy from here on out. <laughs> All right, so and is, is it with this TV show, this this Trader Park Boys thing? Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it was just the guy. It was the costume party on the, uh, and we, we were on vacation. And anyway, long story short, it was just uh, just just in good fun. Just in good fun, dude. And I promised my kids. You know, <laughs> I promised my. I'm going to be a good boy. I'm be a good boy now. Be a good boy. So that you remember w- we did we did the story a couple years ago when those photos of the nightclub came out, right? Yeah, and I I, I want to say that uh, John Carlo was in those. I know it was in Miami, so probably very likely. And Becky was there, and they were holding drinks, which is not allowed. Uh, yeah, it's been brewing for a while on him, and he just went ahead and said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm calling this radio station, <laughs> and I'm going to start thoughts that end with." Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. Anyways. Um, so that was uh, his attempted at spin control whenever uh, the, the photos uh, came out and things started swirling for him. Um, yesterday, or I guess it was two days ago, and really we can get into this if you want, um, I may have gotten into a small dispute I'm not proud of with a Wendy's drive through employee. Oh, No. Buddy, in times like these, just because he can't be living like you're living. I mean, the reason I'm at Wendy's is because my blood sugar is low. I can't control myself in those situations. And whenever he tells me that it's impossible for them to do half spicy, half classic on the chicken nugget order, I just know that's not true. 
And you know how I know it's not true? I kept my I kept my cool. It's not like I'm fucking screaming at him or something. But I, I was I was I was I had a little bit of a sarcastic tone with like, what? So you don't have the nuggets back there? And I don't feel proud about it. I feel ashamed. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry no. to him. But this is I appreciate your candor though. But he did give me the nuggets. So well, what the fuck is up with this order? I want half spicy, half regular. Like on a what are their quantities? Uh, is it ten piece? Because you could get I'm, two four pieces. This is what I this is how I put it to him. I'm like, <laughs> I could order a four piece of the regular and a four piece of the spicy, but then I'm buying less food from your store. Do you like you don't want that? I don't want Although that. Although it probably would be more expensive. Is it? I don't know. I didn't really want to do bet. the math. I just wanted my fucking nuggets. And well, I've just never heard of this before. Like I've never heard of like, do you alternate them and be like, ooh, <laughs> Little too, little wild there. Let me come back over to the safe side. You know, I don't like the way that you're putting that, but yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> I don't want to eat ten spicy nuggets. I'm just oh fucking like they're they're, they're, they're kind of hot, <laughs> dude. You can never be the king of the of the bay if people find out that you're afraid of a full pack of spicy nuggets and <laughs> that you'll dabble. Like it would almost be better if you were just afraid of the spice at all. But to, to know that you can handle it, but then it just, whoo, whoo. Do you make a little noise? Whatever you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I just Finish enjoy it, dude. I mean, I, I'm ordering the spicy nuggets because I like spicy nuggets, but like, I don't, I'm not here to torture myself. I'm here to enjoy dinner. So having a little cool down afterwards is, is quite pleasant. Man. I think it's a good plan. For. I think that I'm going to have a lot of people in my mentions being like, that's a great idea. I hope that my Wendy's attendant is nice enough to break the rules and do that for me too. And as I believe this is an original Ryland Rowe of Cass Sunstein's theory, I just think they should replace the spices or the regulars with the old spices every six months. Yeah, yeah. And then just keep ramping up the heat uh, until it's just unbearable. By the way, the Brewers just announced they're not playing tonight. The Brewers did? Yeah. Now it's real. Can't have this. Yeah, I mean, obviously that one is highly regional, and that doesn't. I don't know that you're going to have the same. Yeah, I mean, some teams already have a uh, W in the pocket for Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I know it was a big few days for the Sox. Ten three. I've never seen a game like that. Yesterday. What was the strikeout count? Thirteen on a hundred and five pitches. Yeah, that's absurd. Like Josh was doing That's the math, <laughs> and uh, like if, if you're doing like four and a half pitches oh, on the strikeouts, ass, which Josh. like that's pretty good. You got to go under three pitches per batter on the rest of them, and like just to do that over the course of a whole game. They uh, on the broadcast today said uh, ten strikeouts, no hits, less than 105 pitches. There's two games in Major League history. Sandy Koufax had the other one. It's Lucas and Sandy Koufax. Wow, it's fucking. That's cool. incredible. I don't know anything about the guy. Uh, he, I mean, he was a big time prospect with the nationals. Uh, they flipped him for, uh, Adam Eaton and, uh, he really kind of fell apart and was like terrible for, uh, his, his first year, but, um, super interesting story. He's from, uh, LA, like his mom's an actress. His dad's a movie producer. He went to one of the big LA high schools and, uh, on his starting rotation was Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals and Max Fried of the Braves. 
So I think so that, that like team was number pretty three. Good. <laughs> uh, I don't know who. I don't know what order they went in, but those were the three starters, <laughs> and like all of them are at the top of major league rotation right now. But yeah, last year he, he put it together and like stopped sucking and uh, was really good. He had like a nine strikeout, one hit game against the Astros in Houston. That it was uh, the pinnacle, in my opinion. But yeah, then yesterday he fucking thirteen strikeouts, one walk, no hits, hundred five pitches. Pretty. Good so this shit. game tonight was going to be played in Milwaukee at Miller Park. So I, yeah, I mean you could see it being a much more regionalized thing in baseball, possibly than in the other sports, just because obviously of the racial makeup of the leagues. But I know that like the Lions maybe called practice yesterday, and that's a pretty fair piece of a drive right it's a couple hours few yeah hours. i don't think that was a regional thing i think that was just uh you want us to do this right now while we just saw someone like us get fucking shot in front of his kids like that's the thing that i just i have i feel like we have no room in this country for people who shoot people in front of their kids like if you got three kids in the car and like it's something less than like he's already fired a shot at you and like you're opening fire like while you're fucking holding him and you can see those fucking children like we just i i can't live with people like that i don't want them on earth like i, I i'm not that's not like a euphemism for like we should exterminate them or something i don't mean that i don't know how to resolve the the the, the goal i'm i'm aiming for but the goal i'm aiming for is to not have any place anywhere for anyone who would make that decision and i hope all the rest of you can join me yeah, and it's weird too, as I, I tried to read, you know, three or four of the minute by minute type accounts of what happened that day, and everyone's going to have their own fact that sticks out to them more than any other. Um, and, you know, mine would, would probably pretty simply be uh, that his back is to you. Um, and I know that's a tough spot for a cop, but that also gets back to training and, you know, th- thinking there's got to be a way that you can neutralize what you see as a threat, a, a threat that doesn't result in seven shots. But um, I was surprised to learn that there are still relatively large cities that don't use body cams. Yeah, I'm surprised and, by that too. And maybe that wouldn't necessarily yeah, I mean, Kenosha's provide not huge. clarity here. Well, there's 100,000 people though still. I mean, that's not... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm surprised, but... I mean, that's the sort of thing when people ask for... Um, you know, sort of reforms since Lord knows we can't even entertain the idea of diverting funding, particularly in this state where you will then be um, bent over by the purses of, of the state. I mean, that's why you got to demand the defunding is because then if they can come back and be like, well, we could do body cams. Like, it's not great. I don't I don't want body cams, but, you know, if that's, for- if that's the minimum, like that was like the big ask post ferguson was like mm-hmm. can we please have body cams and you know i don't know i i, I want to say it didn't fix the problem it clearly didn't fix the problem um but you know it, it, i also don't want to like be entirely dismissive of the fact that strides have been made in the kinds of places we are focused about the overall like nationwide shooting rate has remained level but it's because there's more shootings happening in rural areas which like are not really the thing we're talking about and uh, also, we still, still kind of we still kind of lack a national database as well, right? Yeah, 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 for That's sure. That's a huge yeah, part of it yeah, for the, any discharging of the weapon. It's like the Washington Post doing their best right. to try and figure it out, kind of thing. But anyway, yeah, with ProPublica on board. But yeah, so I don't know what I mean. Maybe by the time again, we could be done here in a few minutes, and there'll be more. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I don't know. It's, it's it's a wild, wild situation. And we got a fucking hurricane. But while I was going to the Wendy's, what I heard okay. on my way to Wendy's was uh, a short NPR segment that really I have some questions to NPR of like what else was going on so big that we can't air this full interview because it was just one of those things where uh, they play a couple clips, but it's mainly the reporter paraphrasing the interviewer setting up whatever like i i if you got the man on the phone just fucking play the full thing but anyways i happened to uh to just stop in it was a brief trip and uh wanted to uh i think like the ticket was in commercial and kera's next to it i haven't listened to npr since i stopped driving uber um so this this was uh the only five minutes that i'd heard um but what a what a thrill ride it was because uh, the reporter had gotten Jerry Falwell Jr. on the phone. And uh, oh, here's what it sounded like, Jake. I'm leaving because I think oh. I've done all I can do. It's better to leave at the top, you know? How are you feeling so far? Wow. I, so this is, at some this point, is not wonder the same if this is day. just how he talks. Yeah, but we've heard him at like CPAC and stuff a couple years ago whenever he's got his leg crossed up there and he's like... What was his quote from that one um, about guns? I don't remember the quote about guns. I just think that they were like taking shots at nepotism as he is talking to Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, yeah. And I think also there was a Me Too thing, right? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but, there was something where, uh, you know, um, let's see. Uh <laughs> They were talking about transgender children, and Becky Falwell said, we're not letting her have a choice. There will be outrage tomorrow that you decided for her, Trump Jr. said in his response. Said Becky Falwell, it's God. God makes the choice what babies are going to be. God, God decided that she would be a girl. Jerry said, you don't have to raise them as a girl. She's got a little baby doll under her arm every second, and my boys always had guns in their hand when Trump Jr. jumped in with hashtag me too. Mm, yeah, that's... Uh... It's funny. And I'm telling you, this is only like a year ago. He did not sound like this then. Okay. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I remember just all, like, I racist, remember reading those quotes. I, I don't know that I like this. I, you know what? I think I did watch that video, but I don't have it like fresh in my mind. It wasn't like this. But anyways, I've got more from him. But uh, you mentioned Becky. I did. She did. She, she also gave a brief comment to the reporter, and I want you to hear it. Imagine having to tell your kids that you messed up. We have great kids, and we're blessed that they're forgiving, and they love us. And we have a great family. So that's, uh, it sounds like maybe both of them have access to alcohol. <laughs> yeah, or pills or something. But then, I mean, imagine having to tell your kids you messed up. You mean like everyone? Yeah, yeah. I don't know and, if this is a, mar a martyr situation for you, Becky. I want to go back. Like, you, you you, read those text messages from Giancarlo. It doesn't sound like she messed up. It sounds like she fucking found herself. And I think that we need to explore that a little bit more, Becky. Like, that's like, don't be ashamed to be yourself in front of your family. That's yeah. crazy, dude. You're living a lie at that point. You, you like kids. Giancarlo's dick. It's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, look... We've known about the the tantalizing nature of the pool boy pool boy forever. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know that having to tell your grown kids like your dad and I have a private sex life that really isn't anybody's business, and we don't view it as a mistake is really all that big of a deal. 
Um, unless you've kind of built your entire empire on yeah. judging people. Yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have been lying to them their entire life. That yeah. that was the big mistake. Now this yeah. one's just kind of compounding. So, but anyways, back to Jerry. I'm leaving because I think I've done all I can do. It's better to leave at the top, you know? I just don't feel like that's true. I don't feel like he's leaving because he feels like he's done all he can do. Or that he's at the top. <laughs> or that he's at the top. <laughs> I will step aside and the quote I've been thinking about all night. What do you think the quote is, Jake? Uh... I can almost promise you it's not from the Bible. I'll give you a million guesses. (laughs) The inspiration that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is taking. Martin Luther King Jr. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that that was how he intended it whenever he said it? Then the little laugh afterward? (laughs) Was Martin Luther King Jr. talking about uh, being forced out of your father's university because of a private sex scandal? No, but that's the quote he keeps thinking about. It's just ringing in his head. And I'm not saying that that MLK is not, you know, borderline a religious figure. He is. You would think that somebody from from a church would have like a stock verse for this. Yeah, it's, that's true, yeah. I yeah. almost appreciate him being upfront about it and being like, I don't read the Bible. What are you kidding me? Like, in Maybe fact, he I only feels d- like it, it's, it, his God has abandoned him in this moment. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. And he went with the MLK quote that is like most often like parodied in non-serious situations. <laughs> well, it's not too serious to him. He's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the way I feel. During that time, I kind of neglected my wife and kids because I was so immersed in liberty and making sure it was successful. That's John probably what didn't. caused Becky's mistake. So he, uh, he believes that the reason that his wife cheated is because he was too dedicated to excellence. He just loved liberty too much. She had to and fuck I a pool boy because I love liberty too much. To me, like he was neglecting her. He sounds like a loving husband to me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, a big part. He he definitely told the reporter, and I believe has told some other people, that uh, he categorically denies that he was involved. And I want to get into that decision with you, because I, I've certainly been thinking about that, of like it, you know, based on the text these guys, this guy has, and based on the fact that like, like, play this out for me, that your wife was having sex with this dude. And you didn't know about it, and it wasn't cool with you, and you just decided to give him a youth hostel for another reason? Like, how does he end up with a... How do you guys end up in business together? Like, you're just hanging out at the pool, and you're like, you know what? This dude's got it. I can just tell he's ready to run a hostel. No fucking chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, but so whatever. I, I would say it's clear that, that he's trying to save face, that he doesn't want to like be known publicly as a guy who likes watching other dudes fuck his wife. Um, but I just, I, so I, like on the one hand, you get that. You, you, most people don't want to be known as that. But it's a shame. The other option is to be known as a guy whose wife, like, just is like, dude, Jerry, though, he he ain't even paying attention, dude. Just come over here. Like, 
that's not better. Like that. She's just like, fuck you. I'm, I'm having an affair. Like that's a pretty embarrassing spot to be in. I would kind of rather be the guy who was like, yeah, this is all fine with me. I set up the whole deal. Like I, I saw the pool boy across the pool was like, dude, he would be great for you back. Yeah, we need to normalize this and flip this culturally. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I think everyone should feel free to be themselves. I think that's come out over the course of this. Yeah, I just, you know, you you make a good point that I, I actually would say the guy who's like, I don't know, this is just part of our sex life together and it's nobody else's business. Uh, you probably honestly have more respect for that guy than the guy who's like, uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm stealing your wife. And I don't care if you uh, know anything about it and you have to buy me a hostel to run or uh, I'm going to stop doing it and she's going to be real peeved at you. Like, that sounds a lot worse than him just being like, I don't know, let's get weird with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, do you have uh, five more minutes or would you like to uh, save this for tomorrow? Why not? Go ahead. Okay. So... Uh, Obviously, a lot of crazy things are going on in our country, but I would like to bring you a little bit of international news to just kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess reaffirm that it's possible for places not to be super fucked up. So uh, Ireland is the country I'm talking about. I, I focus on them a lot. And uh, they, they, they've been having a, a thing that's been sweeping through for the last two weeks where people are uh, not necessarily in the streets, but like pretty fucking close to it. They are writing some strongly worded letters. Uh, the prime minister has got to come out and be like, no, I'm serious. We're not holding another election to get my government out of here. Like he's, he's trying his best to like keep the, uh, the, you know, this, this giant, uh, wave of anger, um, keep the, uh, the lid on it. And, uh, this all stems from the, uh, the, the Irish Senate, the, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the correct pronunciation of the word. I'm pretty sure it's Oroctus. They have a, a Rockdus Golf Society, so, you know, it's whatever. Like, easy enough to imagine, right? Like a uh-huh. bunch of rich white dudes with a, a golf society. And um, last week, or, yeah, last week, they had a dinner for the society where 80 people were in attendance. And it was inside, and they didn't have masks, and most of those people were people prominently involved in government. <sighs> and that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> like, like on the one hand, you could see how someone would be mad at that. On the other hand, it's like seriously, the, like minister, uh, min- the agricultural minister was there. He had to resign. The EU commissioner is in is under a lot of pressure and has had a lot more stories come out about him. Uh, and if he leaves with his job intact, would be a little bit of a surprise. A uh, member of the Supreme Court is just getting fucking run through, and uh, I, I, I think that he's probably going to stay on the Supreme Court, but, like, you know, is, is certainly pissed off a lot of his coworkers, uh, and it's all because they, like... Just Republicans, like, it wasn't a scandal when they do this. Like, they just fucking hang out together, just fucking breathe in the same air, and are like, eh, whatever, fuck it. Of course it's a different set of rules for us. We're not fucking <laughs> peasants like you. Ban but, masks in your office for staff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was, like, a story. But, like, the guy didn't have to resign because he told people not to wear masks. These people just showed up to one dinner where, like, I think that they were, like, given some, like, like one guy was like, yeah, I called the hotel. And they were like, yeah, we're going to follow all the guidelines. And I was like, okay, well, then I guess I'll go. And uh, 
but they were not following the guidelines. And one of the people there, the Supreme Court dude, uh, before he was on the Supreme, like he, he ascended to the Supreme Court recently. Before that, he was one of the ones who wrote the regulations that he mm. was breaking. And mm. so like, it's crazy. And like, of course, it's a scandal. And of course, people are mad about it. But just like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's a situation where like their anger is turning. I mean, it's 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 changed the personnel and government already and put a good deal of pressure where like if anything else happens, uh, like if something else like this comes out, I don't think that the prime minister is going to be able to, uh, to, to contain it. I think that he's going to have to go to another election and based on the way the last one went, he's not going to be in power anymore. <laughs> like they're going to sweep out government over something like this or is just here. Like if that, you know, I mean, it's, it is impossible for me to imagine people putting pressure on a Republican administration that resulted in personnel changes just because they were like, uh, acting like there's one set of rules for them and another set of rules for you. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, uh, go to a military hospital with a bunch of sick people not wearing one. <laughs> That's a fine point. And it's you can, not like, a not big not divest deal. yourself from your personal uh, businesses and still have your family run them. Yeah. Um, but those are sort of just pesky. It's like curfew, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, it's just... Eh. But I don't know. I, I, I just wild, I wanted dude. I wanted everyone to know that like better is possible. There are places where like people have their heads on and you know, uh whatever and when things they like don't, that they happen, pay for say it. it's unacceptable. Sorry, what's up? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, and when they don't, they pay for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I ho- I hope that that baseball doesn't fall apart. Because you really seem to be riding a high. I'm having a great time. I hope it doesn't fall apart. I don't, dude. I think all the players want to play, like in in basketball too. I don't think that their like end goal of this is to like dissolve the season. I really don't think it is. I think that they want to, you know, like do something to show that this is really fucking big to them. But I think that they want to play, dude. Probably so. I just then when you you have the the smack of reality in the face of. The kid who was, quote, involved in the use of firearms. <laughs> That's huh. just a slap in the face that, you know, what are you going to do? Don't violate curfew. All right. We're sorry we're late this week. We'll have another episode tomorrow. See you.